Hello, I am Zelda Volkov and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. Today's guest is Aviva Wordy. Aviva is a career coach and recruiter by trade, but is coming on the Oh My God podcast to talk about sex. This episode is definitely a raw and open one, and we would recommend listening when your kids are elsewhere. We know you'll enjoy all the juicy details. Now, over to Zelda. Hi, Vivi. Me. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to be doing this with you. Thank you so much, and welcome to the Oh My God podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're someone that I'm so excited to uh, talk to on the podcast because you, well, for for lots of different reasons, you are, first of all, you're a fellow Leo. And, um, you know, we were both raised somewhat, you know, in the same kind of situation where, you know, we were raised like in a Chabad home. And we kind of went on our own journeys of self-discovery. And, you know, you're a really strong woman. You're a really powerful, courageous woman, finding yourself, living, um, you know, this life that's just so admirable. And I would love to, to talk to you and for our listeners to hear how much, you know, vulnerability and rawness that you bring to your, your page, your friends, your life. And I just, I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. And I would love to dig in. So thank you for doing this with me. Yeah. Um, what an introduction. I always think it's funny, um, you know, how you introduce yourself versus how other people introduce you. So I was trying to uh, listen here and just kind of breathe through um, the nice things you said about me. So thank you, Zaldi. Um, to pick up on that, I do think it's interesting because a lot of times we go through the world and we meet people in a level playing field. So you and I met and we met as friends and our energy matched because we were both seekers of like truth and seekers of being really sure that we're sure who we are as women and what that energy is. Um, and what has been interesting for me in, in conversating and being on this, watching both of us evolve as women since when we met and where we are now is that a lot of times we meet people and then we assume the backstory is the same. So, and every time I hear you talk all day, I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, it's not, you know, it's like, yeah, like we're meeting as being maybe both strong women and trying to drive whatever it is we're driving, but that doesn't negate, like, we don't have the same story. And that doesn't mean that we have to show up in the same way. And that felt really important to me and part of, we'll parlay into what we're going to talk about today, which is, which is sex. Cause I think, um, I love it. I want it. I love to talk about it is, is that like when two people meet, you're meeting in a moment, but it's not the backstory. So it's really important to stay conscious right. that we're not going to translate our experiences in the same way. That's so powerful. That's such a powerful thing. And it, I'm so happy that you mentioned it now after I gave you the introduction where I saying that we do come from similar backgrounds because we do compare to like the rest of the world, you know, they would probably put us in a category of like, oh, ultra orthodox communities, but still yet we are still so different, which is so powerful. Um, and I know just even like when I got divorced and 
they were trying to set me up. And they're like, oh, you're divorced? Oh, here's a guy. He's, you know, 39. He's also divorced. It's like, oh, great. We're both divorced. So it's like just because we have similar points in our stories, we're so different. And I love how you connect that to sex because that's so, it's so powerful and so true. Um, the connect to sex for me, and I'll kind of bring it through in, there was a moment where I realized in sex that there are two people. <laughs> I, I know, we laugh, we laugh. And I'm funny that I have to say this out loud is that there are two people having sex. And in both those stories, both people should be having fun. Um, and I, I, I think it's funny to, and that kind of brings, and in order for two people to have fun, you have to acknowledge that they're two separate people and that it's not one person should have more fun than the other. Right. Um, and that was a really big realization for me in my journey to having sex. That's so true. That's very true. And I feel like as someone that, that me talking about personally, like I've always been codependent and I always like my experience and my pleasure or my enjoyment of a moment, sexual or not, mm -hmm. is really yep. in the pleasure of the other person. Like however much of service I could be to the other person, sex or yep. not, it's really all the same, you know? And it mm -hmm. really... And as I became more comfortable with myself and my needs and my own pleasure, then I was able to, to create that space for myself. And it's such, a, yeah. it's such an important point. It's so true. Yeah. So I feel like I just jumped in there with the sex piece because like, I wanted to get in there. But I, I think that we could be more playful with it. Because I think, Zeldi, you and I, when we talk about sex, is of course, if the answer is always, of course, we're having it. And of course, we're trying to have fun within it. Right. Um, it wasn't always that way for me. Um, and, you know, kind of building back, you and I have the same upbringing in the sense of we both are Jewish women. And I think that we came from it as sex is supposed to be, the point is not sex. The point is to have children. Yes. So I'm just curious for you, Zeldi, when you, when you realized that sex is pleasure. Um, so it's interesting because I was always very ashamed of my yep. desire for sex, always. Yep. Like, even when I was in high school, when I started to understand, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of sex, I was very much ashamed of it. You know, it was very yep. taboo. It was very weird and crazy. It's like, you don't talk about it. So I always had this huge um, shame around it. So even mm -hmm. in my marriage, it was something that I brought into my marriage, like shame. And, you know, it was all about kids. And then yeah. after my divorce as well, because it was always something that was like looked down upon for me. It was always like the men need sex. The men want sex. You know, you don't want to mm -hmm. give sex to men. You know, it's something that I'm giving, you know, it, it, it would always seem to me that it was something that I had to give up for men. It yep. wasn't at all like where I come into the picture. And then I was like, no, yeah. actually, I think I enjoy sex as much as men enjoy sex. And I had to really mm -hmm. accept that and, yeah. and get rid of that shame but for a very long time I had that shame I couldn't talk about it I felt very like loose and like a whore and a slut all the negative you know words associated yeah. with it and as I discover myself as I evolve and grow into an independent strong woman um, I wear my desire for sex with with grace and I don't it's still sometimes something that I struggle with but it's it's definitely something that I wear much more comfortably and confidently now than than before yeah for me what was important within the sex is, is acknowledging that it it was pleasurable <laughs> and that it's okay to have pleasure just in general like if you pull back from sex like 
you know, I think we, women, we tend to do this a lot in all of our foods. Like, should we be able to eat cookies? Cause it gives us such pleasure, but it's not so great for our body. Right. So like pleasure, sometimes people pull apart just, am I, is it okay to feel good? Is it okay to watch shitty TV and laugh and love it and then tell people about it? Right. So like sometimes I see sex is the same thing. Right. So for me, it's translating it into what is pleasure. And if I allow myself to eat yummy food and that gives me pleasure, why should I just deny sex? Because we need to eat and we need to have sex. So for me, it was really important to like break down that it's, it's not really a taboo if you put it like that. I breathe, I eat, we have sex. Like animals do that, people do that. Um, and being a very tactical, practical person, like that was an important piece to me of like, okay, so if there's two people and I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to have pleasure because who told me I couldn't have pleasure, right. you know, like I can now go on top. Right. And that was really hard for me. Oh, wow. Right. It's right. like just taking ownership over the fact it's pleasure. Right. I buy myself shoes, no problem. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But it's yeah. the same, it's the same concept. It's the same concept. For me, it was interesting shift because yep. I was married for seven years. And yep. in that context, not only was I allowed to have sex, I was allowed to talk about sex. I was allowed to discuss sex. I was allowed to make, think, talk about how to make it more interesting, how to, you know, what's wrong to make yep. it better. And even though the focus was still children in the context of marriage, it was still allowed to, you know, I still felt free and um, I felt like I had the right to, to be someone that talks about sex. Then I got divorced yeah. and all of a sudden I got that shame again, like an right. automatic switch. And, yeah. and that was so interesting for me because it was like, when I'm married, there's all these intricate rules and laws right. that, you know, I would go in depth and it's like you, you, you plan your vacations based on when you could have sex and that's all okay. And all of a right. sudden I'm divorced and I felt like, oh, I'm single. I'm not married. There's no context of, of children here. And that, that idea of having sex feels so shameful again. Yeah. So that was like a trip. That was very interesting for me to be able to own the fact that sexual health is like any other category of life. And you want to live it, uh, you know, in its most optimal state, in a healthy, in every way, you know, have the most fun, have the most pleasure, and in a very respectful manner. And, and I feel like not having conversations around it and feeling shame around it doesn't eradicate sex from your life. It just makes you feel very ashamed and shitty and puts you in positions where where you're not enjoying yourself, but it's not like you're not right. going to have it. Right. I don't know. I think, sh I think shame, it shows up in many different ways sexually. Um, right. Cause you're still going to have, first of all, I think I haven't been married and that was very intentional, continues to be intentional um, around being married. So I would say that I find it very interesting that people all of a sudden want you to stop having sex. Like who stops having sex? Like when I hear people using sex as like a tool of repression, like I'm going to stop having sex. Like, the only person who's hurting is you. Right. So I think that that's, it's like when you stop eating, nobody else cares. It's, it's like it's a self-deprivation that doesn't actually make any sense to me. Um, and why people would shame you when you obviously, you know, it's like, it's not a virgin thing. It's not like you have to be a virgin. You've already have three children. So I don't, I don't completely comprehend why people. Think, well, it comes from the very like sexist mentality, which is. Yeah you know, you need to find your worth in what one, one man is going to find you worthy, redeem you, marry you, choose you. Yeah. And yeah. If you're going to go sleep around with multiple men. 
you are losing your value. And so that's really literally where it comes from. Yeah. Or, or you're gaining a value because by the time you do find your husband, you're going to be so playful right. and you're going to know exactly what brings you so much joy yeah. that I don't know. I just think there's two ways to look at it. And there is. And, and what's funny is that yeah. any, any man or any woman that still thinks like that. And I come across a lot of people that still feel like that, yeah. especially yeah. from my circles that anybody that actually feels like that, it's, such a limited, narrow, mind, scarce mentality. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you need to be all mine. Like, no, uh, nobody can touch you. Like, you can't have any other friends. You know, like that despair um, mentality. It's not, you know, that, that space of love and openness and freedom. Yeah. Zeldi, what do you think brought you that or allows you to create that space for yourself, that freedom within sex? Because I know we, we talk about it a lot, but like, think about like there's a moment where you like where did you find or did that little window come through so for a very long time was trying to find my liberation and my freedom and my own um, autonomy of myself and my life and ironically i was finding and i was looking for my freedom within the validation of men so within sex yes. i was i was trying to be redeemed within sex which is very you know it's like a big paradox and so i was trying to be liberated but i was really very much enslaved and my therapist actually she said zaldi you think that you are rebellious that you are uh you know going against everything you were raised in but really you are copy paste exactly the way you're taught you were taught to find your salvation within your husband, within your man, within your rabbi, within your marriage. And now you're finding it in men that you're sleeping with. It's copy paste. And when she said that, that was like, whoa, profound, groundbreaking fireworks. And that's yeah. when I started to change the way I approached sex and approached mm -hmm. men from a very more powerful um, self, you know, from space <laughs> where it was about me enjoying myself and connecting to the other person not about how he sees me or for him to mm -hmm. choose me or for him to validate me through that experience yeah you know what about you how how, how was it for you like tell me a little bit about your journey uh, through through through, through my sex journey yeah um i fundamentally knew that marriage wasn't for me so in my 20s i was just like no and that was like my biggest mission so for me, it was about exploring the person that I am. Um, and that meant whatever that meant to me. So I did a lot of traveling. Um, I did a lot of moving around. Um, I did a lot of building my career. Um, and I did a lot of discovery of like, what is sex? What felt important to me was that one man wouldn't dictate my life. Because that was what my mother wished for me is that she raised me to be married and have a child and just children were blessings. So you know what your path isn't, but I didn't know what my path was. So for me, it was just a lot of discovery. And I think pleasure is all created equal. So I was just running towards joy. So what does joy look like? I can answer that for myself now, but then I, I couldn't. And, you know, I would probably say it took me a while to have good sex because I think similar to you, like I thought that as long as I was just present, that was, I was probably doing my job. Right. right? <laughs> um, which is, First of all, it's not a job. Second of all, like, I should be the one yelling here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, um, that's, you know, that's more for success. Actually, success for me is when I laugh, which throws people off. So that's funny because it's pleasure. You know when someone makes a funny joke? I laugh. You know when sex feels really good? 
I laugh and that's how I know it's authentic. It's very interesting. So it's, it's innately yourself comes up when you're feeling like yourself. Yeah, it was a journey for me, but I was conscious. I was like, this is not right. So it's funny because I know we chat about this, but like leading up to this birthday, it was really important for me to say no to shitty sex. If you don't interest me just because you're adorable, I'm going to still say no. You know what I'm saying? Because you know who else is adorable? I'm adorable. You know what I'm saying? I love so that I started. <laughs> no, but I started using those filters. Like, why? And I yeah. think that's the um, I think what you're describing yeah. is exactly the difference between having sex for for you to elevate your moment, to elevate your experience, versus having sex yep. to find and seek validation within that experience. And I think that's yeah. exactly the difference. It's exactly. like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna exercise your mm-hmm. desire and right to say no when it doesn't when it's not, you know, in line with what you feel. Yeah. Um if I think about it kind of what you said resonates, it's like I think we used to do it because that's the only way a guy's gonna like us. Right. right? Um, obviously, of course, it's like doing things that obviously they weren't supposed to be doing. You know, we just happen to be bystanders. Yeah, I find it interesting because for me, in not wanting to emotional attach, to attach to some person, because I think that's also another thing for women is some women, when they have sex, they get emotionally connected. Because um, there's a connection. There, there are two people like going into one for that whatever moment or however amazing or however long right. it lasts in kind of going in your evening. Um, it is two people going into one. So for me, right. sometimes it's just about having sex. So it's not, you know, I would say oral sex for me is, is very intimate is and I struggle with it. Oh, really? I don't know. Cause I just, I just, I think it's a control thing. If I think about it, like, like if we're having sex, I still feel like I am in my strength. I don't know. It's a vulnerability thing. It's I would think now if I'm it's more vulnerable. It's interesting, by the way, that you yeah. mentioned, that you mentioned uh, the connection because my sister was telling me about a book that she was reading and she was saying how, I forgot who the author was, but something happens when a woman specifically, this book was saying, um, has sex with the man that she feels connected to the man. And I was, and you know, it's very interesting for me because it really depends on, I guess, who I'm having sex with. But I will say that I've definitely had sex a lot. And there are some times where I don't feel anything there's like zero connection in terms of emotions like i can have sex without any emotional connection whatsoever and then another person i could feel emotionally connected and it really depends on the person but i think that when when the book says i don't know if there's any like neurochemicals or if there's any science evidence in this book but in general i feel like we grow up in this society where men have so much more freedom when it comes to sex so much less taboo so much less stigma so they, they give themselves the opportunity not to emotionally connect. Whereas women, when they allow themselves to be vulnerable in that way or to be connected in that way, it comes with a bigger, I wouldn't say responsibility, but th- there's more walls that she has to break through. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I'm very free when it comes to sex. I don't feel obligated to, to have like, any calculations or whatever. So I would say similar to a man, I feel compared to mm-hmm. most women, at least yeah. the women that I grew up with, grew up with, you know? Yeah. I think that's limiting. Um, and I think that's an old belief. And I think that it's, I don't, women, why do, I've met many men who connect through sex and right. they're like, cool. And then maybe I do, maybe I don't. And then sometimes I feel really connected in that moment because like, sometimes you just see eye to eye and like sex blows your mind. Cause that's what it's supposed to do. And then sometimes you're emotionally connected, but sexually you're not. So, and I don't 
think that it's accurate to say that men don't feel the same way because I, there have been times where you go to have sex and men cannot. And that's not usually because they're drunk. It's, emo- it's mental. Right, it's all so I, think, I do think that there's a stigma in there that like they're more free and they don't get connected in the same way. But I think you and I just debunked that that's not actually the case. Because yeah. if we're both saying we can have sex from a place of pleasure and not connectivity and you're not going to marry me and be the, you know, the next man of my life, then I, I think sometimes you walk around being like, oh, no, it's me. I'm going to connect. Right. I think I do think that it's it's a real there's a real correlation between yeah. collecting sexually and putting all your like eggs in one basket and like having that despair and being like come and save yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Well, the savior thing is that is a sex like killer. <laughs> the what? The what? I that. The savior. The savior. The yeah. role of a savior kind of kills sex a little yeah, bit. It's like I'm saving myself for you. Also, it's like that idea of mm-hmm. you need to save this special thing for men. Men don't need to save anything for you. And it's, right. so, it's absolutely so, to me, it's so ludicrous. Okay. And it, it, you know, obviously when, when people will throw in like the religion card or, you know, like, because even people that are not religious necessarily anymore, but they were raised in that narrative. Mm-hmm. It's so yep. hard to kind of detour away from it because it's like, what would you mean? But there's God and like, you need to save yourself for marriage and you want to, you know, you know, a woman needs to behave in, in, in a certain manner. And there's still so much um, shame associated with it. So much, so much so that how much we discussed in this thing, like, it's like so graphically, I'm like thinking like, oh, wow, I wonder if I'm going to have the guts to actually be able to um, share this podcast, you know? That's Is it because much- we use the word sex? What if we talked about sex without using the word sex? What if we just like said taco? Taco, right? You know, people are like, oh, tacos. They love tacos. Those girls, they should eat a lot of tacos. You should. You ever watch the, the consent video of tea? And it, like, instead of using the word sex, they use the word tea. Yeah. I'm not an advocate for have as much sex because I don't think the amount of sex is equals happiness. The trust that you put in yourself and your own knowing is the key. Like sex is over here. It's really about, it's not a no, you know, it's, it's the consent to self. Do I allow my full person, right. To know, to trust, to know what I need and to know what I want. And that's really what it is for me. So it's like, I, I get the sex thing as a stigma. I usually, I go about my life having it in the ways that make sense to me. And I don't, push it on other people because I understand it's like talking about money and it's like talking about religion. It gets sticky. But if you would just say to yourself, like, do you allow yourself to smile every day? Like, why would you say no to someone? Right. That's, I've just really drilled it down to that fundamental. Like it's, everyone's having it. You know how we know? Cause we're here. And in order for us to have been born. Right. So it's kind of funny because it's like super taboo, but actually everyone's having it. Like, our parents are having it, right? Like they had it. I know my parents had it at least 10 times, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, and they're encouraging of my siblings having it because you know how I know? Some of them have a lot of kids. So there's an underlying shame yes. that comes from the past generations. I don't know why necessarily. I mean, the people will say religion and other people will say just, you know, regular society. It's not, it's not something to be proud of. It was maybe crass. It was low life. I don't know. But it's so absurd because- it's part of life, like you said, and everybody's having it, uh, whether you're married or not, whether you're divorced yep. or not. And it's, 
um, it's something that that I think it's very crucial. Like the way you mentioned, is that it's the the question we need to ask ourselves is why are we having sex? And if the reason is to become get redeemed in the eyes of the person you're having sex with, to seek validation, to escape, you know, to feel um, something mm-hmm. other than a void or, you know, to, to, to go away from your, your pain. All those things yep. have to be worked out. You have to figure out, you know, a way to, yep. to, to heal from, the, from those, yep. those uh, feelings. But if you're, exper- if you're having sex, and I know that feeling very well because I've, I've definitely yep. been there. But if you're having sex to connect, to elevate your life, to make your life better, yep. uh, and to do so in a disciplined fashion, I think that it just makes life a whole lot better, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know what makes life better? I think just acknowledging whether you personally like it or not. I think there's a lot of stigma around it. And again, that's just choosing like what works for you. And I think there's power in that. For me, it was just acknowledging that I am a sexual being. And that was really hard for me to acknowledge because of all the shame. Right. And because it's, so it's like, there's so much shame and you're supposed to do this and a man's supposed to come first. But I'm like, actually, so I didn't let myself like it. And then some part of me realized that actually I fucking lose my mind. Sorry, I cursed. I lose my mind if I don't have it. And then I realized I actually like it. So now what, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's the space now, nothing. Now I still get to choose to right. or to not, but there's that acknowledgement in there that felt really important. Right. That's it's a full person here, you know? That's, yeah, that's very powerful and so true. What is something that you could leave our listeners with? Maybe some women <laughs> out here or even some men that struggle with their yep. own sexual identity, sexual expression. Yeah, sex is not a tool, right? So sometimes I would say no, and then I would want the man to keep trying, and I'd say no again. You know, like I'm supposed to say no, but I do want it. Like it's not a tool, right? You guys, like. And that was a big thing for me because if I'm saying no and I want to be respected for a no, then don't say no when you mean yes. Right. And vice versa. Yeah, just be authentic with your partner. Like yes means yes, no means no. When you build this trust in anything that you do and don't use it as a tool, you'll find enlightenment in there. Wow. Like it's just, there's peace, you know? Like for me, it was like, oh, you know, you're not a good girlfriend. You don't want to have sex every night. I'm like, listen, nobody has sex every single night, you know? And I took that on myself. Like I'm the worst person, but no, like it's yes means yes. No means no. That's and so then go powerful. play. That's so powerful. Like don't say no when you actually mean yes, because, and obviously don't yes. say yes when you mean no, but that's yes. very powerful and very true. Um, and yeah. I think that also, that comes with getting rid of that shame and that, that ability to be able to say like, I want to have sex and yeah. I, I'm okay with that. And I'm, and I'm going to, you know, be proud of it. If, if that's what I want. I have said, I'm going to say no to you right now because I have to, because fundamentally it feels important to me to say no to you. I do want to have sex with you. Just not right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you say what you got to say. If it's no, it's a no, but it's a yes, but it's a no, but I need to say no, then just, then it's a no, you know, but, um, always like be able to, to be able to share your truth and to own it. And and that, and when it's uncomfortable to share your truth, to really ask yourself why, why, what is here that's making me so uncomfortable? Yep. Yeah. That is beautiful. Wow. What a conversation, Vivi. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And where could um, our listeners find you and, um, you know, see some of your work? Yes, my work. That's awesome. Because um, apparently I'm admirable, which I struggle with, but you, you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, 
the good thing about having a unique name is that you can find me at Aviva Wordy. I'm pretty every, every, every platform. A-V-I-V-A Wordy. W-E-R-D-E. Um, and if you see some of my brothers, you can tell them that I'm having a lot of playful sex. <laughs> and they will laugh and they will say, damn straight. That's my sister. That's awesome. I can. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Aviva, thank you so much. Have an amazing rest of your day. Love you. You too. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.